BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Morpheus says it. Most people's minds are not ready to be free. Most people are so dependent on the system that they'll fight to defend it. Their minds are not ready to be free. I was walking to school, to college with a couple of my friends and a Ferrari drove past. And I said, bro, you see that? And he goes, yeah, what about it? I said, doesn't that piss you off? I must be about 16. He goes, why? So this dude has 400 G's for a car, 400 grand. I'm walking four miles to college because my mom hasn't got any car. He has 400 grand. Do you think he works a job? Do you think he's fucking behind a counter somewhere? He knows something about the world that I don't know. And they were like, well, he's, he's rich. I'm like, yeah, I know. I didn't say he wasn't rich, dummy. I'm saying he knows something about the world I don't know. And I was intrigued and it angered me. I couldn't sleep for weeks. I was pissed off. Every time I saw somebody with genuine money, I understood that everything I was being told and taught and, 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 and they were trying to make me believe just simply wasn't true. Mm. I was like, this is bullshit. None of these people are getting these things by following the path that the system is trying to make me follow. The average people come to me and say, what do I do? I'm just the average guy. And my only answer is stop being the average guy. It's my only answer. You can't just be the average guy anymore. The, the idea from the 1950s that you can just be the normal, average, law-abiding, hard-working citizen and you'll have a good life is gone. Any man out here who goes, I'm just going to work hard, do my bit, and obey the laws, and I'll have a good life. No, you won't. No, you will not. Just doing your job is never going to make you rich because you're just going to be taxed into infinity and you're going to stay broke. A lot of the things people are told about how to make money was accurate, but it's no longer accurate. I knew there had to be another way. I knew that just working for money was a paradigm that, that wasn't true. So I'd say this another thing I say to, my, to people who ask me, they go, Andrew, how do I get rich? The number one habit that people need to adopt, and this is a habit I had for a very long time, and I've actually recently cleared it from my brain because I've reached a point where a peace of mind is really but every single time money is spent, you need to identify how your money was taken from you. And I say taken because money can't be made. Money is taken. Because the only people who can make money are the government. So if you're a government, you can make money. You can print it from thin air or a bank. But if you're a person, you're not making money. You're convincing other people to give it to you. You're taking money from others. So every single time you spend money on anything, you need to identify how it was taken from you. When you go and buy a coffee, don't just go buy the coffee and sit down. Sit and say, why did I buy this coffee? Okay, I really want coffee. Yeah. But then why did I go into this store and not that store? Is it better advertising? Does it have less of a line? Do they have seating? How did they convince me to come in here? How much did this coffee cost? Six quid. What's the profit margin on that? 
probably five pound fifty, five pound eighty, probably by the time the cup probably costs more than the coffee. The coffee is water. How did they convince me to spend six pounds in this place? And when you sit there and analyze it, you all start to learn little lessons about business. You'll learn about the importance of the signage. You learn about the importance of there being no queue. Yeah. So that if you ever run a business, Tony, I say with my business, my people all the time, faster, all the time, quicker. Yeah. Like I have a couple businesses that are physical. I'm like, I don't want to see a line. I don't want to see empty. So it looks bad. So when there's lines, you work fast. When we're down to one or two people. You take your time. You talk to the customer. Right. Keep it so there's like always one person at the thing. Like manage the line. Like people don't think about this stuff. No one's gonna sit and wait in a long ass queue. Maybe some idiots will, but people like me won't. We've got shit to do, right? My time's worth money. I'm not gonna stand and wait in a line. So you have to identify how your money is taken from you. If you start doing that with every single time you spend anything ever, you're gonna start to identify business opportunities, and you're gonna sit there and you're gonna have coffee and you're gonna go, you know what? They could have sold cake and they didn't. Could I outcompete this place? Let's imagine I had the money to start a coffee shop right next door. How would I outcompete them? Well, I'd have cake because they don't have cake. Also, most people in here are businessmen, and this—the guy serving some dude. No, we need a cute waitress. His ass is fired. We need a chick. People don't even think about this stuff. They don't use their brain ever. They don't ever look around and realize how they're spending their money. They don't look around and look at which businesses are successful. They don't look around to pay attention to anything. They don't look at the world and all the things that are happening and how it can benefit them. None of it. They don't look at any of it. Identify the reason why you don't have as much money as you want so far, and there's one of three reasons. You are either lazy, stupid, or arrogant. There's only three reasons anyone's lazy is actually quite a small contingent, because I think a lot of people get out here and they work very hard, to a degree. Like even if you're a trash man, that's still work. You're working hard. You're just not making any money. And also, I think if you could show somebody how to make money, a lot of people would would do it. I don't think they're that lazy. If you say, "Look, press this button for money," they're not going to go, "No, I don't. I can't be bothered." They're going, "All right, okay." They're just lazy to find out how, perhaps.、Yeah. But once they know how, they'll do it. Stupid, I think, is also a very small percentage. I think that stupid is a small percentage because I don't think that IQ. In fact, it's been proven IQ has nothing to do with how successful you are. Very smart people are broke. Very dumb people are rich. So I don't think that stupid is the reason people aren't rich. The reason 98% of people aren't rich is because they're arrogant. They're brutally arrogant, and I say that because you will stand up and say, "I'm going to do a,、uh, an event, and I'm going to teach you how to make money from real estate," and people will look at you with all your success and go, "What does he know? Fuck him! Not, not worth my time." You're the millionaire. They ain't. I'll sit here and say, "I'll give you free tips on how to make money online. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Go to CoverTo.com. Sign up. Get a free email newsletter." Yeah, you know, I saw him on TikTok. He's full of shit. How arrogant, genuinely arrogant in your soul must you be as an individual to look at people who are massively successful with all the credentials and all the proof, all the things they talk about, and believe for some reason you're too good to listen to them? Yeah, that's just arrogance. If Mike Tyson walked in here and said he's going to teach me how to punch, even though I'm already a kickboxing world champion, I'd listen. It's Mike Tyson. If Beethoven walked in, be resurrected, and walked in and said he's going to teach me piano, I'd listen. But if I sit there and say, "Look, this is how you make money," there's a large contingent of people out here who go, "Yeah, but you know what, Tate, I don't like him. I didn't ask you to like me. I'm telling you how to make money.、Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they're just arrogant. People are brutally arrogant, and it holds them back. They refuse to fucking learn or listen to anything, and they're, and they're dummies, bunch of fucking dummies. And arrogance is the reason 98% of people don't have any money. That's why they're just fucking arrogant and stupid. I don't want to be a negative person because I'm not. But to a degree, I I think the universe is very giving, 
And I've yet to experience in my 36 years a man or a woman who genuinely tries their very best and genuinely dedicates themselves to something and is genuinely motivated to make sure they're the best version of themselves who doesn't get what they want. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've never seen someone go, I spend all of my time doing what I'm supposed to do. I do not waste any of my time. I dedicate myself. I'm good to people. I'm honest. I'm hardworking. I'm there on time. Every time I've got a meeting, I've got a firm handshake. I don't snake anybody. God likes me. I do. I work hard. I'm not an evil person. And I work really, really hard. Who doesn't have everything they want? Like I, so you can, everyone can have anything they want. I really believe the universe will give anyone anything they want if they actually fucking want it. And yes, the cycle of precipitation, right? So uh, a cloud comes, it rains, it falls down to the ground, it, it goes under, under the ground, whatever, goes into a stream, it moves into the stream, goes to the ocean, evaporates again up to a cloud, floats somewhere else, falls down again. It's always moving. That's how money is. People think that money is in these large, stagnant pools hidden, hidden in people's bank accounts. That's not really true. Money is constantly moving all the time. And if you can find a way to get in between it and stand in the right place at the right time, you're going to get wet. Just even being around people with money, it's just a good place to be. I'll give you an example. I was in Romania and I have the largest car collection probably in Romania. I have 28 supercars, everything you can name. And uh, I went to uh, a town called Cluj-Napoca. It's on the border of Hungary. And I drove there in my Chiron and I parked up and a kid came up and he said, hey, can I take some photos of your car? I have a car spotting page. It's like, yeah, whatever, cool. And he goes, uh, yeah, okay, I'll just be a few minutes of this. So he took a bunch of photos and he goes, and he come up to me and goes, hey, do you want the photos? And I was like, not really, I've already had photos. And he goes, oh yeah, okay. Uh, well, if you want them, here's my email address. And I said to him, why do you do this? Like, you spend all day standing around taking photos of other people's cars. Is that not a waste of time? I thought it was a waste of time, but I was wrong. He goes, oh, well, I skipped school and I skipped college because I knew if I take pictures of expensive cars and, and email them to people, I'll, I'll have email addresses of the richest people in Romania. I was like, you're clever. I ended up hiring him. He works for me now. Yeah. I was like, you know, I like you. He got himself a full-time job that day. So he understood. Be near the money. I have no money. Money's over there. Well, let me get closer to it. <laughs> like, no point staying over here on my fucking own. Let me at least get closer to it. That was a 17-year-old kid. I was making 10 grand a month in Romania for me. So like, at least being closer to it. So that you're right. People should, even if they haven't got a penny in the world, should be going to these meetings about real estate, about investing, but especially if it's cheap, they should go. Just meet other people who at least have money. Have conversations about money. Talk about it. How are you going to get what you don't talk about? One of the major things Shove taught me when I met him, he said, poor thinking habits keeps most people poor. Not poor working habits. Most people work hard, but they don't think hard. And Shove taught me that the mind is like a factory, a mental factory. And whatever you think about all day long pours ingredients into this mental factory. And that's what builds the economic, social, financial fabric of your life. He quoted me a Bible phrase that says, As you think, so you become. How awesome. When he talked about poor thinking habits, he had me. I used to start the day reading the morning newspaper. I mean, you can believe that or not. I'd get a cup of coffee and read the paper. I'd load up on wars and riots and murders and stabbings and killings and bank robberies and muggings and car wrecks and tragedies. I'd even read the back pages. I seem to like that stuff for some weird reason. I'd load up on all that and then I'd start the day. You can imagine the kind of days I used to have. You walk around on your financial knees. 
They call you economic peewee. The guy says, I want to be a great leader. Wonderful. The first thing we do is follow him to his house. When we get there, we walk in and check his library, number one. Somebody says, well, why check his library? The reason is because what a man reads pours massive ingredients into his mental factory. And the fabric of his life is built from those ingredients. You would not believe what some people have got in their house to read. You would not believe. One of the best dressed up words I know for a lot of it is trash. Can you imagine dumping a barrel of trash into this mental factory every day and coming out with a rich, dynamic, positive life? It can't be done. You might as well try making a cake with cement. The kids back in Danbury, Connecticut, they're asking me questions one day. I'm talking to the kids. Kids got good questions these days. One of them said to me, Mr. Rohn, how do you build the good life? I said, it's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Here's how you build anything. Select the right ingredients, keep out the wrong ingredients, and it starts with thought. Everything starts with thought. So you must be wise and careful what you think about, because that starts everything. You got to be wise and careful. I asked the kids, what would happen if somebody dropped sugar in my coffee? They said, well, you'd be okay. I said, what if somebody dropped strychnine in my coffee? They said, well, you'd be dead. I said, correct. Lesson one, life is both sugar and strychnine. You gotta be careful. I said, what if my worst enemy drops in the sugar? They said, well, you'd be okay. I said, what if my best friend, even by accident, drops in the strychnine? They said, well, you'd be dead. I said, correct. Lesson two, watch your coffee. You got to be careful. See, it doesn't matter who hands you the bad stuff. It doesn't matter where you get the bad stuff. It'll still do its damage on your bank account, wherever you get it. Mr. Schoff gave me one of the greatest phrases when I first met him when he said, Jim, Every day, stand guard at the door of your mind. How important. Stand guard at the door of your mind. And you decide what goes into your mental factory. Don't let anybody just dump anything they want to in your mental factory, because you've got to live with the result.